And what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast. I believe episode 198 today. Um, recap of the semifinals and a preview of our summer 2023 championship game that will be played at Sayreville High School on this Sunday, two days from now when you're hearing this, um, at 11 a.m. start. Um, semifinal games were both pretty good games. Um both pretty highly contested. Comeback attempt by Texas falls short as they lose to Kentucky. Um, and in the other game, Suroff played very well. Defense played even better. And um, they were able to come out on top against the six seed Tulane. Setting up a final between the one and two seed in the in the in the league this season. Um we will get to that in a little bit, but I want to talk about the semifinal games first. Um the first game between number one seed Kentucky against number five seed Texas was a battle of Hogreef versus Galante. I picked Hogreef in this game. Galante and Texas had given um, Hogreef and Kentucky their only loss on the season, so I thought it would be tough to beat them twice. Um, Texas scores on the first drive but gets called back for a stiff arm. I wonder what bad referee called that. And then on the next play, Liam interception. Kentucky goes down and scores. Then... Tommy throws another interception, um, and I believe to Jelani, and then they go down and score again, and right away it's 12-0, 13-0. Tommy and Texas come right back down eventually, get inv- finally get something going offensively, score a touchdown, uh, make it, I believe, 13-7, um, and then kind of got away from them for a little bit. I think, uh, I think... Kentucky went into the half with a 19 to 7 lead and then pushed it to 25 to 7 right out of the half. They had they had a very nice double up 10 in the half. They got the score with like 15 seconds, 20 seconds remaining and then um they get another a score right out of the half to kind of put themselves where I thought they were going to be kind of smooth sailing. Um but Texas comes right back down the field, scores a touchdown. Um doesn't get the onside kick but then gets a stop and scores again. And makes the score 25 to 21 with, I believe, eight minutes remaining. Oh, I'm sorry. The reason why they got that stop is because um, I believe on like a second and goal for maybe like the 20-ish, 15-ish yard line, they run a um, a jet motion handoff to Jelani who cuts it back to the middle and then for some reason is about to get his flag pulled and he, without really knowing who's behind him, he just turns around and laterals it backwards. Um, I believe Jimmy Flott intercepted the um, the lateral. It was it was Johnny is a good player, but that was a, it was a boneheaded play. It was a boneheaded play, um, and it just gave life to a Texas team that yeah they just got a score, but Kentucky was moving the ball right back down the field. Um, they had second and goal. Um, oh, I'm sorry, they went for onside kick, so they didn't move the ball really. But it was four plays from inside the twenty. I think you'd bet Kentucky gets a lot of those scores. Um, but the that boneheaded lateral turns into a Texas touchdown, believed by Tommy, um, and they get the conversion to make it a 25-21 game, go for the onside kick again, don't get it, but then uh, Hogreef and uh, Kentucky's offense, they take care of business, um, big touchdown, and they get the conversion, they go up by 30, 33-21 with like four, four, four or five minutes left in the game, and that was kind of all she wrote. Kentucky got a stop, and then that kind of ended that. Uh, 33-21 final. 
Um, it it was it was a it was a really good game. Um, got entertaining late in the middle in the middle late pair of the second half. Um, but Texas's comeback falls short. I said right before that last drive that Kentucky scored on. I said if you're a championship level team, you go down and you score a touchdown here and put the game away. You don't give the ball back to Tommy, only up by four points, and hope your defense can survive. If you're a championship level team, you go out there and you make a play offensively and you win the game. So um, I was very happy to see Hogreef and the and the Kentucky offense do just that. Hogreef's playing some really great football, man, the last two seasons, um, and this could be his time. I mean, he's playing the championship game for the first time in his bear down career and i'm very confident that he might be able to go get it done um we'll talk about that in the preview but um I, I, this kentucky team i've i've been um boasting them boosting them up all season um they have a very complete team they do it one through ten and uh they get the job done so um yeah win by kentucky 33 21 and uh they continued on to the finals and our next game, we had the two-seed uh, Colorado playing against the six-seed Tulane. And honestly, this game really wasn't that close. Uh, Colorado came out, gets a stop on their first drive, come right down the field, four plays, score. Um, get another stop in the red zone, another three or four plays, score. Tulane moved the ball offensively at times, but it was a Colorado show. It really was. I, it, it was the the weather was disgusting at times. the The rain was coming down hard at, at other points. Um, but it just wasn't a good day for them. It wasn't a good day for Tulane. Um, they didn't look that they had any energy at any point in the game. Colorado came out with a lot more energy, got the stops early. Um, they were up nineteen nothing before uh, right after half. Bowen caught an insane one handed touchdown down the sideline, forty five yard touchdown. Um, Will Meany scored late, made it uh, 19-7, but then no onside kick, followed by immediate touchdown by Justin on four plays, and then last play of the game, another uh, interception on a lateral that turns into a touchdown. So overall, just really not that great of a football game from one side, but Colorado did their job on the other side. Um, defense has been electric in the playoffs, allowing just one touchdown in each of the two games. Um Offense has moved the ball really well. Low low volume, but they've been pretty efficient on their drives. Um, I, Colorado's playing some really good ball right now. And Surhoff finally breaks the curse of semi-Surhoff. Makes the finals for the first time in his career. I'm very happy for him. Uh, if you know Surhoff, he cares about the league more than most. Um, puts in good game plans. And that's why his teams are more than likely always very successful. And usually at the top of the standings. Um He's found himself in a position now to finally win a championship. Justin now uh, playing, I believe, in his third championship game. He's 2-0 in championship games. Um, and this is kind of the culmination for the Justin, Bowen, Suroff. I'll even put Dins in there. The culmination of them um, playing on a bunch of teams together, being very successful in regular seasons, but never really been able to put it together in the postseason for a run. And... Uh, now this is the time. This is it. Uh, if they're gonna win one, this is this is the this is the one to win. But they got a really tough matchup in the championship game. Um, Marola scored a touchdown in the game. Uh, Suroff ran one in. Um, Justin had one late. Demayo had one, and Bowen had one. So a really spread out offensive showcase for this uh, for the Colorado bunch. 
Um, very happy that Sarov made a final. Very happy that Hogreave also made a final. It was a good season for Tulane. Had a quarterback change midway through. Didn't change their team. I mean, didn't change like their outlook on their season. Well, I'm not saying it didn't change their outlook. I mean, it didn't change their um, like their mindset. Mindset didn't change. Cruz came in, played really well. Love to see him back in the league again soon. Um, and uh, shout out to those guys on Tulane in Texas for really good seasons and uh, oh, just really just not coming coming up a little short in the semifinals. So uh, all right, now after a little, uh, we'll talk about the finals. Sayreville High School, eleven a.m. Sunday, September seventeenth, um, and it's going to be a very good finals. Um, this is the number one seed Kentucky, who finished seven and one in the in the regular season with two playoff wins against Texas, the five seed, and uh, Stanford, the eight seed. So they're nine and one heading into this game. Go against the two seed uh, in Suroff and the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, six and two, only losses to UTEP, which they avenged in the first playoff game. And then they beat Tulane to get to this point. And if they're going to win the championship, they're going to avenge their other loss in the regular season, which was to this Kentucky team. Um, a 20 to 13 final. I wish I got to watch it live. Obviously I watched it, um, like back once I got the film and watched it. Um, afterwards, but I think this is a game. I wish I had a better sense of what it was like live, but, um, based on what I remember, um, the, the Kentucky defense did a very good job of holding Justin in check. I believe Justin only had one catch in the game, maybe like four or five targets. That was it. Um, they did a good job. Liam was, Liam was in front of him, press, press man, most of the game with the safety playing over the top. And listen, I am always a big pro- uh, proponent of don't let the other team's best player beat you. Um, make it difficult for them to run the stuff they want to run. Make it difficult to get Justin the ball. Um, that's the game plan for Kentucky defensively because they have a. I, I, I would say they have a slight advantage um, on the defensive in in the trenches in general. Um, I think they have a slight um, advantage. I think Suroff on the D line kind of neutralizes that. Well, minimizes that when it's Kentucky on offense, but. Um, when, when when Colorado is on offense against Kentucky's defense, I think the key to the game for Kentucky is to get constant pressure, um, force Suroff to be uncomfortable, um, make the flagpoles when you're around him and sack him because if you let him um, if you let him extend plays out of the pocket um, and give Justin uh, and Bolin an extra second or two to get open. It's, it, it turns into a problem, and I think in the last game, they did a really good job of forcing Sir off to get rid of the ball fast, um, forced him into some sacks, and just made life difficult for him. Um, the final score of the game was 20-13, to 13, and I believe Justin had a pick six on the second play of the game. So the Colorado offense only scored seven points in this game. Um, so I'm not really – that's not, it wasn't a good sign. And I know it was, um, it was their first loss of the season – it was a matchup of undefeateds at the time. And it's just a regular season game that happened a month and a half ago. Um, but it matters in terms of game plan and learning from it. If you're Colorado, you have to learn from that game offensively. You have to learn that they're going to do stuff to take Justin out of the game. So it's either going to be find new ways to get Justin the ball or get the ball to your other guys. Bullen, um, Dins, Manny, Sharapa maybe see some offensive snaps in this game. Um one key injury, no Matt Marola in this game for uh, Colorado. Um, he broke his 
one of his fingers and I believe he's having surgery and can't uh can't play for a little an extended period of time so uh best wishes to him with that recovery but yeah Matt will not be playing in the championship game which definitely hurts um the defensive line for Colorado he was their top sack getter I believe this season um but Suroff's gonna have to pick up the pick up that uh that slack but as I just find out right now Chris Hogreave being a man of competition and a man of uh, wanting wanting a really good game and the best uh, the best game he can have has allowed Suroff to get a sub. Personally, I mean, like the rules say that it doesn't matter. You have enough players to play, you play. But I think for a championship game, getting a sub is 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 fair. Um, I gave Suroff and Chris a list of guys that I felt were okay subs, guys that I didn't think were better than Marola. Um. But guys that are probably like third to fourth to fifth rounders. Um, And I believe he chose John Harnish. So Harnish will be stepping in and playing for the first time in probably like six, seven, eight, nine months now. Um, So it could be a little rusty. Not sure that's who the player I would have chosen just for that aspect alone. I probably would have picked someone that played this season just because they're a little more into it than they've been. But Harnish is a good player on both sides of the trenches. Um... I do believe Matt is better than him, but Hornish is capable of having big days. So, um, nonetheless, Colorado with Hornish subbing for Matt, playing against a Kentucky squad who uh, has been very good all season, man. Both these teams have been very good all season. I think one of the key things for both of these teams is attendance. Um, These aren't teams that ever really needed subs. Uh, these are guys that their quarterback showed up every week and that their lines showed up every week. And I think that's the biggest thing it comes down to when your line shows up every week for your quarterback, it usually makes life a lot easier to win games and find yourself in better, um, situations throughout the season. We, we typically don't see teams with poor attendance throughout the regular season, a make the playoffs or B, if they do make the playoffs, make a run to the championship game. Um, that's why I was very down on Texas and Tulane making the championship games because they just, they didn't show up all season. So it's tough to just click for a three game stretch um, without really building up chemistry and team camaraderie and defensive cohesiveness uh, without playing really together in the regular season. And when you play against the, when you're one of those teams who doesn't come every week and you play against one of those teams that does come every week in the playoffs, it usually turns out the way that both those games turned out last Sunday. Um, With that being said, I didn't really talk about the Kentucky offense. Kentucky offense uh, led by Liam Knowles, Ryan Bartlett, who's come on a lot as of late, and uh, Mike Connish um, is a very formidable three receivers who, with Hogreave and his arm to throw the deep ball, um, is, is is a challenge for any defense to face. Uh, they scored 20 points against this defense last time they played. Um, I like both these defense. I think these are the two best teams. So I'm going to like both their defenses and like both their offenses. Um, It's really just going to, it's going to sound cliche, but it's just going to come down to who makes the plays. I always talk about on this podcast how in, um, in uh, playoff games, because they're a little bit slower and a little, there's a couple, maybe a little couple less plays per game. um, You have to be really locked in every single snap. And it's usually just a few plays that really change the game. Um, like a, a a missed flag grab that turns into an extra 15 yards or um, a blown assignment that turns into a touchdown. It's really, or like a blown block that turns into a sack that ends up being a safety. You'll always look back on these playoff games and especially these championship games and just look at those one to two to three plays that really like 
changed the game. And um, I think these teams are super evenly matched. So I really like it's hard for me to make a pick here. I think if you had to set a spread on the game and if people are looking to bet on it, not through me, just in general, I would say the spread is probably Kentucky minus one and a half. I really don't think they that um, that either team is really much better than the other. But I think for Colorado, it's you have to neutralize that the advantage that Kentucky normally has in the trenches. And if you're um, if you're Kentucky, you just got to keep playing the same ball you've been playing all year. There really haven't been many games where the offense struggled, if any. I think Chris led the league in total touchdowns this year. Um, so, listen, I'm not worried about their offense. I think their defense, as long as their defense comes to play and doesn't give up easy scores um, like they did, I think, against, I would say, against us in the first playoff game a little bit. I think we're going we're gonna to find ourselves with a really, really good championship game. Um, with this all being said, I'm going to take Colorado and Suroff. At the end of the day, um, Colorado has the best player on the field, and that is Justin. And I'm not saying that Liam or Chris or even Connish can't go out there on Sunday and be the best player on the field, but I have seen Justin over and over and over again be the best player on the field and will his team to wins when it doesn't look like his team is going to win. Um Justin is going to make a lot of plays in this game, especially in the second half. Um, I think the matchup between him and Liam is going to be is going to be electric. Um, I'm very excited for it. I cannot wait to watch it. <sighs> With that being said, I'm hoping for a very clean game, no injuries, um, not a lot of penalty flags, clean game. Just wanted to be a good, a very good change game. Not a lot of reviews. Um, we'll go over all that at the field um, on Sunday and whatnot, but. I'm very excited for this championship game. I really think it's going to be one of our better ones in recent history. Um, and we've had some really good championship games. So um, I'm taking Colorado. So I guess I'm taking them. I guess if they're plus one and a half, their mining line is probably plus 100. So even money on Colorado, minus 120 on Kentucky. That's probably the money line bets, plus one and a half, minus one and a half. Over under, I'm going to set it at like, what's five touchdowns 30 plus a couple conversions yeah i'll set the over under at like 34 and a half 33 and a half the last game ended 20 to 13 i'm thinking we're looking at another game like that 20 to 13 18 to 18 to 13 18 to 12 something like that so um very excited for the game man i am i'm getting amped up thinking about it right now so uh See you at the field on Sunday morning, Sayerville High School, 11 a.m., Kentucky versus Colorado. We will be live on Instagram as well for the game. Sorry we were not last week. Um, didn't have anybody to do it. It was pouring outside, so weren't able to do it again for the semifinals. But we will be live for the finals. Deffy Defs will be there taking pictures and some video. And, uh, yeah, man, I am uh, really excited for this one. Uh, Let's get after it and make some plays, boys. I'm, I hope there's a lot of highlight plays, both sides of the ball. Um, but I'm taking Sir off Justin and company and Bolin to get that ring, kind of solidify that trio as not just a trio that can only get it done in the regular season. So taking the storyline here, um, taking Colorado. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening all season. New draft will be on Sunday night for the fall season. So uh, stay tuned for that. Talk to you at the field on Sunday. Peace.